Hey, welcome to the Metaxas Podcast. We hope that through honest and transparent conversations, we can all move from feeling hurt to being whole as we work to create a more balanced life and find peace in our everyday. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Metaxas Podcast. It's me, Seth, and I'm here with Tom and Gabe. What's poppin'? You've what's had, up? You've what's had, up? You've I was had a, well, I was waiting for you guys to do your thing, and then I, I was gonna I say I don't have one. Right. Oh, that's right. You're still you're figuring it out. Yeah, you're on a journey. I'm finding my, my that's right. myself. That's right. Um, yeah. Anyways, yes. Good to have you guys back again in it's my popping. kitchen dining room area. But we also uh, we added a fourth member to this conversation because we value her opinion and voice and how she, I mean she. She's just fun. And she's so, great. Yeah. Um, but Mariah, welcome. What's up? Thanks. Awesome. Hello. So uh, today. Wait. Wait. What? Let's, let's hear a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. So the, so the I, I'm just like used to just like jumping in. But yes, Mariah, please tell us about yourself. For the listeners. I am Mo, as current company calls me. That's I'm us. I'm a teacher. I teach special ed students, little babies, kindergartners. They're exhausting. Monsters. How many kids do you have in your class? Uh, I ended the year with 10. What did you start the year with? 16. Ooh. I did not lose them. Okay. <laughs> they either improved and moved on to That's always good. mainstream hey. education. Look at that. Or they needed more assistance than my classroom could give them. Oh, that's gotcha. not so good. Well, they were not lost. Yeah. Good. That's that is great to always know. Always a check mark in the book. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're super excited for Mo or Mariah to join us. Um, but uh, but yeah. So all right. So let's go ahead and get into it a little bit today. We're going to talk about the last uh, facet of our wholeness, or I don't even know what you want to call. It. It's just another area of health for us, right? Yeah. And so um, we're going to put quotation marks around it. Quote unquote spiritual. Um, health. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, although we're using the word spiritual here, we understand that it is interchangeable with other forms of thought or philosophy. Um, you know, whatever you adhere to is totally fine. We're not necessarily talking about one specific culture or religion or anything like that. Um, the thing that comes to mind is uh, Avatar, the Last Airbender, As to be specific. I mean, that's the only thing I think of when yeah. I think of spiritual. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he is on a three-book journey mm. uh, to find out exactly what it means to be the Avatar, uh, which I uh, I find so introspective. Did I use that right? You did. Fact checkers. All right. Um, and I, I know it's a cartoon, and I know it came on a long time ago. It's on Netflix now. I feel like we talk about Netflix all the time, by the way. Do we? I, I feel like we mentioned something from Netflix. Are you projecting? Every other I think so. Maybe I, I am. Maybe I just think Netflix all the time. I think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we really talk about it all the time. I know I don't. Okay. Maybe I, maybe quarantine has just made me only think about Netflix. Anyways, it's on Netflix. You can go watch it for yourself if you want to. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Uh, I got through the whole thing in a few days because they're not very long episodes. Mata- and I don't have anything to do. Metaxas, so Metaxas review, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Who's so... Who's the best character? There's only one right answer. Best character out of out of just of just that show though. You're you're, you're not including Cora, right? We'd never no, include no. Cora. Okay, we're not talking. We about would never do that. Okay, Cora. All right. Anyways, Tom, anyway, 
you're going to okay, start best a character. show or Stop. start a universe Stop. in like Stop. whatever Stop. year, and then we're, you're going to introduce like not, steam cars and like we're not there. That's not what we're talking about. That's what happens when the world works in harmony. <laughs> all right, it advances. Ooh, ooh. burn. So burn you, on I, your face, all over your face. <laughs> you should see his face, everybody. <laughs> anyway, Anyways. best character. There's only one. Best character in in the in the last Airbender. In the no last pressure. Airbender, um, I feel like the one who has the most character arc, and I'm 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 really not kidding about this, is Appa. That is the only correct answer. You you oh. win the grand prize <laughs> of being the I wisest man. I would have done ever. Uncle Io. That's what I would say. Yeah. See, Uncle Iroh is undefeated. He's the he's the dragon of the West. But when we're talking next level, next next level tier, best character in the show. Appa. You you gotta think about it. This man was also fighting extinction, much like the airbenders, except he couldn't talk. A flying bison is not a man. Have you, have you I didn't say he was a man. I said he was fighting extinction. No, you said this man was fighting extinction. Okay, well, that's I how just, I feel about him. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> don't anthropomorphize flying bison. I grew up on anamorphs, so that's where I'm at. All right? Burn again! All right, let's Burn go. Let's go. I am on a roll. This is my episode. In the face. This is my episode. So anyways, I, I, I th- when I think of spiritual hell, I always... <laughs> It always comes back around in my mind, I feel like, to the Avatar, because he's on this search to, not to give it away to everybody, mm. but... Spoiler alert. alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler Thank alert, you. yeah. But he's he's on a journey to figure out what it means to be both in the physical world, but also a part of the spiritual world, right? So... Um, you know, the world that they live in is a place that uh, has fully embodied spiritual forms mm-hmm. and things like that. And so um, if you're not following what I'm saying, just go watch the series and you'll understand everything. Your, but, eye, your eyes will be open. But Seth, are you saying that it's a state of living in the middle between a spiritual realm and a physical realm? Tom, to make a long story short yes wow okay um he is he's the and he says it throughout all the episodes right he's like i'm the bridge between the spiritual and the physical world wow, and you're like amazing angry yeah for, um for, so he's like how wow. am i supposed to do this i'm only you know 112 years old you'll get the reference if you watch the first episode but anyways yeah he's he's he is the metaxas for the whole show yes so he that's the idea and so when i think of like our spiritual health i think of how how do we maintain that that centeredness that balancedness for what i think we could generally just call our soul mm. right so and you might be thinking um why don't we just include this with emotional health or something like that because it's it's close enough right like it's yeah. pretty similar and short answer is no uh, it's not it's not close enough I feel like I think we all feel that way mm. but um, to put it plainly I think our emotions are more of like an extension or an appendage of what what our spiritualness or like our, our soul is feeling and so um, they stem off 
of the condition of our soul. So if our soul is sick, then our emotions might be erratic. They might be out of alignment with how we are actually wanting to express ourselves. So the way we put it in our home is uh, you can either be proactive or you can be reactive, right? And you can only be one of those two. And if you are being reactive, then, then what that means is that you are not in a place of balance. Like you're not in a place of like centeredness and you need to, you need to find some alignment and, and adjust a little bit. Now, when you're, when you're being preactive or I'm sorry, when you're being proactive, um, you are more of a responder to things than a reactor. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, and th- think of what a first responder is, right? like a a paramedic or a firefighter what do they do when they first get to the scene they don't just like start doing stuff although it it may become second nature but they get there and in their training assess the scene yeah you know even when you go through cpr training if you don't stop to assess the scene in cpr training then they're like you failed like you just nailed on a on a bed of hot coals because you didn't assess the scene. You know, it's What's just that in your CPR. I had some crazy CPR training. Let me tell you. Um, wow. Yeah, I've been CPR certified for like almost ten years because I feel like my job has just like asked me to be certified, so they paid for the certification or whatever. So I was like, all right, wow. whatever. That's great. I've I've only had to give mouth to mouth to somebody once. They were an infant. Oh, it was terrifying. Oh my gosh. Yep. It was terrifying. That's, oh, wow. That's, terrifying. That's horrible. In church. <gasps> yeah. It was yeah. What a fitting <laughs> segue. <That is> a, <laughs> so, wow. It was yeah. The breath of it was it was very it was very scary. The paramedics were there faster than I I had anticipated. I thought I was going to be like doing compressions on an infant <laughs> for like did Wow. You, I did two fingers. Oh two fingers. my god. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's so sad. Yeah. I don't like kids, but that's that's sad. Yeah. Is the baby okay? The baby is okay. Yeah. So the baby. Uh, and full circle, the baby is Tom. <laughs> guys. <laughs> guys, <laughs> Seth saved Tom when he was a baby. That's true. Yes, when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> My job certified me for this. Um, Sir, are you okay? Do you need assistance? That's prepubescent. Right, obviously. Um, For the intellectuals uh, in the audience. So everybody listening. Yes. Those who don't or haven't been graced with um, a child's TV show. Yeah. The idea you're talking about is Plato's uh, forms. Um, The idea of you have an idea of a chair. And then you have an actual chair. Mm-hmm. Um, they both aren't exactly in a theoretical same realm. So Plato talks about like um, you can think about a chair and you can see it and you know what it does. And uh, it has the properties of a chair. But in, up until you're in the physical world where you can actually touch it and feel it, those are two p- completely different things. Yeah. And then you also touched on... Um, the idea of uh, lack and want, um, mm-hmm. or the retroactive and um, proactive mm-hmm. stuff—that's um, a Pete Rollins idea, which is a—it's uh, pretty good. No, I think I came up with that one. Wow, that's crazy. 
I mean, if you could prove it to me, I'm just kidding. I'm sure somebody else came up with everything we've said before. There's nothing new under the sun, as they say. But I always think there's a new way to look at it. Wow. That was deep, Seth. Yeah. So if you want to tweet that at Seth T. Spencer, just let me know. Right. Um, I don't have any social media. As we I was talking to everybody else listening. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes. Um, the way I view spiritual, like, a quote, spiritual, end quote, health is... Um, being able to understand or believe that there that there's something bigger than you um that it being able to think outside of your immediate um needs and or um experiences that one might say greater purpose mm-hmm. is the idea of spirituality and it doesn't have to fall within a religion and um uh, apologies in advance. Um, all four of us attended a uh, Christian-based uh, university. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a minor in theology, and Seth has worked many years in the church. So mm-hmm. um, we might be unconsciously biased in one way. Sure. Um, to call that out front first, but yeah, it, Gabe, do you think? Do you think? there's something bigger than yourself do i personally think that there's something bigger than myself yeah are you a spiritual being um yeah i would say so all right all right is there anything else you were were you going somewhere with that no that was a (laughs) segue that That is the entire (laughs) conversation (laughs) that's it mo do you believe that there's something bigger than yourself yes i interesting have to does it have a name yeah, is it a he or a she or a? Do any of us know? Can we ever know? She, she. Mm. Okay. To make, you know, the, the future is female. They say so. It's true. Yeah, and the past is patriarchal. Yeah, and there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to spirituality, and and I think sometimes um, it can get. Sometimes it can get watered down in the places we seek the most spiritual attention so so church for example right or um you know any spiritual literature you know uh books from pastors or theologians or commentaries or um i mean i spent years pouring through commentaries really just trying to decipher a book that you know was in english you know um that i could have just read but like it 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 just seemed really impossible to understand a lot of times because you're like, you've got to take into account historical context and all these other things, but that's just the way our health is. is that there's, there's really not just one thing that we can pay attention to. Right. So, um, there's gotta be other areas. And like we say, every episode, this, like this health that we're talking about. So spiritual health today feeds into every other area of health for us. So mental health, emotional health, um, social, physical, you know, like it, it, it encourages and promotes those things and, and, and should yeah. in a healthy way, Yeah. but it can also lead to a lot of confusion and lead to a lot of, uh, hurt and misunderstanding and things like that. Yeah. Um, because all of us still have our own perspective and we all still have our own ideas. And mm. so it's, it's, it's hard to sit back sometimes and just, rationalize what someone else is telling us to be so concrete and so so definite 
yeah. that that there's no there's no room for questions and there's no room for doubt and there's no room for you know um, and because that's what faith is faith is you know having no doubt or it's whatever but but I would I would I would actually say that a strong a strong sense of spiritual health actually incorporates faith and doubt oh yes because you can't you you can't really have faith if you don't doubt something mm-hmm. right like as the great Paul Tillich says the opposite of doubt is not faith but certainty I feel like you are a quote machine like I feel like <laughs> I, I've never heard of I anybody read, you ever quote I have read a lot of dead <laughs> I love it no 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 I, I love it but but no, yes it, the opposite of the opposite of faith isn't doubt but certainty and like uh, I agree to absolutely everything you just said it's unfortunate that um uh, especially within the past couple centuries that this idea of spirituality has almost become like um it's moved from something that is which was a very eastern idea to something that you can own um like uh in um uh ju- the classical judeo-christian faith it, yeah, you can own your salvation at least um in western christianity um i think where I'm going is it's sad that um, doubt has almost been squashed mm. in someone's faith. Doubting Thomas gets a bad rap. Like, he does, but Jesus still showed up to him. Yeah. As the story goes, right? Yeah. And, and, it, and he, it's not like smacking him upside the head. Like, of course you idiot. Like, of course I'm here. It's no, no, here, you know, here are my hands. So um, I think like I always say, um, to to be a little revealing, I don't claim uh, the title of Christian. I claim practicing skeptic hmm. because I always want to be, uh, I always want to be questioning, always want to be um, revolving. And that doesn't mean that I don't claim things. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe in things, and I believe that you know, I'm a value based human, and I think that things are right and things are wrong. But um, I always want to keep moving forward instead of. Um, staying put yeah here's another quote what's the quote um tradition is just peer pressure from dead people that's a good one yeah who said that anonymous i'll think of his name okay or her name its name their name it was a council um but yeah so like we're saying there's a lot of there's a lot of things that encompass and go into our mental or our our spiritual health such as mental health um and I think one of the stigmas within our spirituality, oftentimes it are things that accompany mental health. Um, maybe some, maybe like negative connotations towards counseling or, th- I mean, that's how I grew up. Like yeah. that, you know, when you, uh, if you go to the doctor, you're acknowledging something's wrong, but if you speak out in faith then God can fix anything, do any, you know, and I'm, and I, I, I still completely adhere to that theology that, you know, God can, can, can do and say whatever he wants and it'll happen. But, um, I can't, I can't let my spiritual health outweigh every other area of health that I need to give attention to for the sake of something simply happening. And I think sometimes there are things that are left unsaid or unfelt or unaddressed because the spirit, 
the spirituality that we're attaining to um, has somehow uh, come in conflict with it. And so, um, uh, I don't know, Gabe, like talk to us a little bit about like counseling and our spirituality or, I mean, that's really like your field. I feel like you know more than any of us in terms of counseling. But I think for me personally, that's definitely been like a, a area of tension, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I mean, I think that for as long as there has been, you know, the church, um, there's always seemed to have been this tension between science and faith and counseling that has been something you know, in, the, in the realm of science in general, not just, I mean, not just Christianity, spirituality in general has been something that's taken the mental health field a long time to come around on, which is surprising because spirituality is a big part of, you know, many people's lives. Yeah. You know, most people would ascribe to some sort of spirituality. Yeah. Um, and, and even if you don't ascribe to it, you're surrounded by it. You know, you're surrounded right. by it. You're always in contact with people who, who probably ascribe to some form of spiritual belief or faith-based system. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, f- religious faith or spirituality is something that for many people drives meaning or purpose, even if it's not personally in their life, to at least to their worldview. So for counseling, um, it, it's nice because now it seems that the field in general is kind of coming around a little bit more to that, uh, more and more mental health professionals are starting to see the value in that even if they don't personally ascribe to anything which is important because in counseling one of the things that um, we we learn as mental health professionals is it's it's very unethical to impose our own to carry your own bias yeah to 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 carry your own bias and and um, impose that onto your clients or to the people that you work for or work with and I think that that's a pretty good um, thing to live by whether or not if it's you know if you're a mental mental health worker or just doing anything else i think respecting other people's beliefs and spirituality is important and so specifically um to counseling i mean it's something that i mean it can help clients gain insight into what um into the ways their core beliefs and values are reflected in their behavior uh, and I think that that's something that we have been looking at in all different aspects, you know, whether that's social, emotional, mental health, how these things play into who we are, how we see ourselves, and how we behave. The same thing with with um, one's spirituality. And so I, I would say that I guess kind of the overall yeah, statement being um, it's, it's a positive outlook, you know, for, for the present and, and the – coming future in mental health because I think that now more than ever in the same way that mental health in general is becoming less stigmatized spirituality within mental health is becoming less stigmatized and it's something that um, practitioners are starting to see as as not only valid but very important yeah and I think in in a previous episode you actually talked about uh, I, I think it was actually in our mental health episode you talked about how one of the things that helps uh, create a stronger sense of mental uh, fortitude for people is a sense of meaning and purpose, which is something that spirituality is really known for, right? Like it, like, you know, within Christianity, we adhere to what we, we 
simply say our calling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, for for other religions or you know spiritualities, it may be a more uni- universal calling um, between Way anyone. Of life or yeah, you know, so like uh, Mormons go on like a two year mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and uh, to be quite honest, I'm not sure if there's anything within like Islam or or in Buddhism, you're adhering to the Dharma and trying sure. to reach a point of nirvana, which yeah. is inner peace. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's there's there there's a purpose to believing what you believe. It's not just oh, this is what we believe and this is what you know. We're just trying to make sense of everything. It's like no, like this this gives me meaning and purpose. And um, but. And, and, and this is something that may, uh, I think may, may, may rub against some people, but, uh, a lot of times, and, and I think what may even be happening now, because I, I really believe that America is becoming a post-Christian nation. Um, oh, we're on the, yeah, we're, way we're, we're, that, yeah. we're on the backside of that. Yeah. So, um, people younger and younger are, are finding purpose and meaning outside of church. Right. And, and so they're, they're discovering, or, uh, those who are in church are finding out that, uh, perhaps their meaning and purpose, uh, that, that they feel intrinsically, um, for themselves is not quite in alignment with what they thought they believed at one point. Mm -hmm. And so their spirituality and their meaning and purpose are coming in to conflict with each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, I work at a university. I, I, I see those questions all the time. Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with those questions. Just so everybody's clear, like faith and doubt have to exist together. Oh, like they have to, um, but when, when we talk about our spiritual health, um, you, you start becoming unspiritually healthy or spiritually unhealthy. I think is a better way to say that, but you start becoming spiritually unhealthy when you refuse to doubt. And when, um, when, or are you like, or on the other side of that, when uh-huh. you refuse to doubt, or when you refuse to, um, like, uh, believe in something else. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's the, the it's the same thing that we've been talking about throughout this podcast is the extremes. You know, you never want to be right. one sided. The like the uh, fanatical zealot mm-hmm. or the um, extreme cessationists that believe that there is absolutely nothing. Uh, I guess you could say nihilism, right? Yeah. Um, sorry to steal your thunder there. No, 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 no. I mean, that's that's what conversations are, right? Like we all jump in whenever. Um, but but you are forgiven. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, now, Mo, I have a pretty radical, um, I idea and or understanding and or belief, but I think that spirituality should seldom be introduced to kids. And since you being um, in the realm of teaching younger Sorry. human beings. Um, oh, you called them human. <laughs> no. Tom's not a kid person, he so. It's usually monsters or demons. Episode coming soon, honestly. <laughs> um, but, Mo, what would you say to that? Um, so I teach in a public school. Yes. So I cannot talk about Jesus right. or God. Of right. any type. Yes. Um, but I'm still able to introduce kindness, mm. empathy, 
Yeah. Uh, like just healthy emotions. Yeah. Common like staples among yes. uh, um, organized religion. I don't, I think that when you're raising children, it naturally will be taught to them. Yeah. If it's something that you wholeheartedly, whether it's Christianity or if it's yeah. Buddhism, like yeah. I think if it's a part of your life, it's naturally going to be introduced to mm. them. That's mm. a good and point. if yeah. you are trying not to introduce it to them because you feel like they shouldn't have it introduced to them until a certain age then like kids will notice kids know when you're lying to them they just know Mm -hmm. um and i think distrust will be built very interesting yeah so so like my whole reasoning behind that is um especially in the realm of theology and understanding a specific idea of or a understanding a god um with grown adults that have spent their life's work writing and understanding and questioning uh god don't understand it so why on earth would we give that wmd in the hands of a child you know what i mean um and even talking about wars what are the three things that um, cause world wars? Indifference, religion, and economics? One of those is spirituality, right? So why would we give something so dangerous to something so innocent? Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think about that other are side. Are they innocent, though? You call no. them demons. No, they are the worst. <laughs> they ruin everything they touch. <sighs> Just so you know, I was not born a child. I came out exactly like this. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what age do you think is the right age? I think when when they st- like when so uh Gabe uh correct me on my Erickson developmental stages but when they start to become aware of like outside being. So okay. like um So oh, okay, so by your by your I, theory, well, so what do you what what's so what's so the question? Like, so Mo asked, when is the right age to introduce spirituality? And, and you, what and what stage were you trying to reference? I'm trying to I'm trying Something to reference about Erickson. The <laughs> <laughs> what? Inga Dinga Durgan. What'd you say? Leif Erickson. Who's Leif Erickson? Happy Leif Erickson Day. Didn't he discover America? He did. Like for real, for he real. Did. I thought that was um. Men is that the guy you're talking Jello. about? Or are you talking oh, about no. some, you're talking about somebody no. else? No, okay. we're talking about North America. Leif Erikson landed here for his first European. Viking. First European. What about the guy Mage- who circumnavigated? Magellan. Yeah. He was after. Way, way after. after. <laughs> Jeez, the I didn't Earth know this was. was and, and he didn't just for the record, this is the not? first time I knew something Tom didn't. <laughs> so I just want that to go on the record. Soak it in. Mark it on your Because it will be a long I'm telling you, this is my episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I was trying to reference the stage where. Um, like sense of self when they start to develop that? Yes, but now I'm going into Piaget stuff, which well, is no, that's well, no. like I- identity versus confusion. Role confusion. So that's which 12 is that's to 18. Yeah, that's like uh, yeah, teenage years. Yeah. So, but also a higher level operational, concrete operational thought. Is that what I'm trying to reach? Concrete operation. Nirvana. That's a different. No, you're trying to reach that's Nirvana. a different life stage. That's, that's, 
no, that's a. That's, God, that's my a different professors uh, are going to be pissed at me. <laughs> um. Anyway, Mo, to answer your question, when they are able to think outside of themselves. So. So a uh, timeline. According to PSJ's concrete so operational stage. Yes, thank you, kid. You were right. Oh, of course I was. I just but like to watch you squirm. You can't avoid it. <laughs> squirming? I know. No, well, that too. Well, it's also kind of cold in here, so oh. we're squirming. Um, I, I don't think you can avoid teaching kids about religion. I because it it's so like they say the pledge at school. Oh. Who's God? That that is just freaking. It's that's written on our currency. That's, that's a like different thing. It's on thing. our currency. That's you social can't, programming. That's, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Which is another episode. I was going to say, that's a whole other Avoid thing. it. Right. I, I would agree with Mo. I think that. So here's the thing. I think, what are you tr- what are you trying to do when you introduce spirituality to a child? Are you imparting it out of this necessity that you think or expectation that you think you have to are you doing it so to uh, like a, a popular western idea is i want to introduce spirituality and faith to my kid because um of salvation to so save them to from s- so that to they're saved from the burning from damnation of eternity from hell or a, to save them from lack okay. so if faith is um excess um, heaven, Nirvana, uh, Shangri-La, it, it, the the paradise of paradises, um, and salvation is that train ticket that you get punched. Um, imparting faith or spirituality onto your kid, like, hey, we gotta punch his ticket soon, right? Because you care about him. Mm-hmm. So uh, what it, what it sounds like though is more of a like conditioning of a child rather than like the education of a child. Mm-hmm. Because for, for, for anybody to say, like, we, we need to get them on this side, right. it, there, there's an intended outcome, right? Yeah. Whereas when you're educating somebody, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're saying um, that I want you to have the ability to think for yourself in this matter. Right. Right. And so, I, and, and, and that's the difference I think you're trying to get at is, like, why, like, at what point is it okay to be a little heavier, with right. these topics, so, yeah, like, that's the that's the whole point. It, I've got peers my age, twenty two years old, like I'm still struggling with the idea or um, hard concepts of educating myself on something that's bigger. So, and I'm still baffled by it. So yeah. why I'm saying it's dangerous to put that in the hands I, of a child? I think that I mean, if you're talking about like existential questions especially in dealing with quote-unquote eternity sure but i i think that spirituality and and just that whole that whole thing is going they're going to find it out because you you think of a think of right. a child what is it what is a what does a toddler do why 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 yep. you know constantly. Yep. constantly so whether you want to or not you're gonna have to tell them something yeah. and so then it's like okay what am i telling them yeah and they're going to start to as they get older as they keep moving through those stages of development you know yeah. they're going to be asking deeper and deeper questions and i think again and seth i think you brought up a good point how heavy do you get i think is more of the question rather than should i because you know if you believe something 
I, I, I don't think that there's that there's necessarily anything wrong with imparting at least the schema for what you believe yeah. to your kids when they ask you about things like that. Yeah. The kids are going to grow up and they're going to be able to, you know, say what you want about people's ability to make their own decisions, you know, uh, mm-hmm. whether they're just part of the herd or whatever, but they're going to, people are going to be able to make their own decisions. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's so yep. many people who have been raised in a spiritual or faith-based system that stick and there's plenty of people that leave there's plenty of people that move back and forth there's people that you know and so i think i don't think as big of the issue is should children be introduced because they're going to be introduced one way or another yeah and especially in this world where we're so connected to everything they're gonna find it out online by themselves yeah now like they're gonna they're gonna find a system to believe in or there's gonna be a targeted ad yeah you know when when churches finally figure out how to use the internet they're gonna start targeting ads towards drive down everybody drive down 75 through georgia you know turn or burn right (laughs) yes Uh, so like you can get a whole sermon just driving through georgia so looking at billboards like uh, i wasn't trying to say that spirituality as a whole needs to be eradicated and we need to start sure no, yeah. this generation. Yeah, yeah. What I was trying to say was like, it, spirituality is like so much bigger than like, and, and I think that's a difficulty with us talking about it on this podcast. It it it's not tangible. It can't be quantified. Sure. It, it, and to put that in the hands of a young person mm-hmm. is, um, maybe you could say detrimental. But I would. It, it's just. It is scary okay so do you do you think that it's the same when it comes to the conversation of mental health for a child do you think that it's it's equally detrimental um no although it again that is also another very complex topic um because it is that is the concrete operational thought that's thinking beyond the thinking I can't see that someone is sick, so they're not sick. But in actuality, you know, um, mental illness is running rampant through sure. someone's mind. So. And, yeah, and and uh, like a lot of the conversation with mental illness might even be genetic. Like, is yeah. is there, you know, not to say that somebody who has a mental illness will give that mental illness to their offspring, but that there, there is a higher percentage. Yeah. Like there, there is a higher yeah, likelihood that's science. Yeah. And so, um, when it comes to spirituality, there's a higher percentage that, that kids will simply pick up on yeah. the things that you're, um, you're incorporating into your spiritual health. And so whether you teach it or not, yeah. um, they are observing the things that you do and they're asking why. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they're also, uh, they're also practicing it more and more because man, kids, kids admire their parents or, you know, if they grew up in single homes, they admire, you know, the single parent who they have, I, I, I would argue even exponentially higher Greater. admiration for, um, or, or, you know, a mentor or whoever, you know, there's somebody that they're looking up to at any point in their life, right? And regardless of how old they get, hopefully we, we, we all maintain that childhood, like, what if, yeah. I, like, sense of wonder. Yeah. Um, but I think there's also the idea, so um, there's unhealthy spirituality, though, right? Like, yeah. and there, there have been generations that have grown up on unhealthy spirituality, 
a classic example would be the kids that grew up whose knighthood fathers were away on the crusade, Mm. right? All in the name of Christianity. Off killing people and reclaiming territory for the church, right? And Catholic Church and Muslims, if yeah, yeah, like there's there, that's just not a that's not. I think we could all say today that's not what we're trying to do here, right? Like they were wrong, they shouldn't have done that. Like, (laughs) um, Allah wills it, it's it's right, like it's an extreme example, probably, but um, that's one of the things I think of whenever I think. Um, of unhealthy spirituality. Now I now I have to ask. Okay, how do we how do we help correct that um, within our current generation? Now we're not off, uh, you know, killing people in other lands, but uh, we are we are. I mean, let's be honest. The internet is is essentially a no man's land for everybody, um, and people are getting online. And what do you mean by that? No man's land. Uh, nobody nobody necessarily owns all oh, of the territory, oh, okay. right? Gotcha. So it's kind of that in betweenness for thoughts and ideas and theology. Gotcha. Um, so when people get on Facebook, they are arguing their theology to the point of ridicule and detrimental conversational, like damnation. Damn, yeah. It's just it's just like it's it's more hurtful than it is helpful, and and and. I think that's what we could say very generally about the Crusades is that it, it hurt more than it helped anybody. Well, that's um, a, and and the whole point of this podcast is to help people move from hurt to whole. But yeah. people who act out like that in the name of spirituality, the worst kind of hurt is the hurt that you don't realize you are. Mm. So when you act out in a pain or frustration towards somebody else, you're 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 really just causing more hurt even if you don't realize it that's the worst kind because now you got to convince somebody hey you're not in a healthy place right um and then the next worst kind of hurt is just the next the only other kind is that you know you're hurt but you don't really know how to cope how to get help and cope and all of that and so but that's where our emotional health get kicks in our mental health and because we can address those things in our physical like world or nature or whatever yeah i think one of the hard things about uh this topic and it plays into a lot of uh, pretty much every other topic we've talked about but this topic in particular is so it, it just spirituality is tied into the very fabric of people's meaning and purpose mm. yeah so when you start to talk about something that shapes a person's entire worldview that is the end-all be-all mm-hmm. of their universe it stirs up passions you know and, yeah. and whether you're talking about mental health social health i mean if we're talking about uh, politics race right. you know uh, social class whatever it is this spirituality is just one of those things that cuts deep because it 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 is it is what you are Mm -hmm. yeah you know and so i think that's why especially in the this age of of the internet where everyone can say anything Mm -hmm. um, and people i think that the issue then is is and and this is where i think all of the other aspects that we've talked about because we've been talking about how spiritual health will affect all the other ones this is where all the other ones come into this one i think when you're able 
when you're able to have use the capacity that you have in your mental health in your emotional health and all those other things to kind of reinforce your spiritual view what do i mean by that i mean that we're gonna have to cut this i lost (laughs) (laughs) no we're not gonna cut it we're just gonna okay so you were you were talking about um i was handing time a paper because i'm trying to figure out where we are on time we're still very new to all of this um and so what i what do i mean by that i mean being secure enough in yourself and in your views and in your emotions that you don't feel the need to have to zealously or ardently defend something that you believe because if at the end of the day if you believe it that doesn't matter what someone else says doesn't matter what they believe you can still have a a a rational conversation with another person of a different belief yeah and it shouldn't right like ideally it shouldn't matter but but again going back to what you're saying it does for some reason it cuts deep because like what we believe is is who we are it's our identity yeah right like yeah and that's and that's that's the point that i was making that that's where all the other you know facets of of wholeness come into play because you're gonna you're gonna need all of those you know to help a lot of times you know keep you in check when you feel those the sting of that cut right wow like why yeah sorry go ahead i was just gonna say um that it uh, wow maybe i'm just having my own existential um epiphany over here but it the reason it cuts deep is because it you know that's a level of like acceptance in your core Mm -hmm. and is that what racism is Mm. in an attack or um a challenge of something that you fundamentally are Mm -hmm. man yeah Wow, that 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 was that was good, Gabe. That's crazy. That's a that's a that's a great. I didn't make that connection, but that's connection. yeah. That's 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 a heavy connection. So like in so to, and you uh, can't change that, right? It, so it's theoretically it, spirituality is ever changing, and I would yeah. I would recommend that it changes, but um, to physically or to verbally assault or affront or to challenge or to attack something that someone holds dear which um would be spirituality meaning purpose we're using all forms of um diction here but it that that's why it cuts deep is because it's you know i think the another thing that's really hard about if we're talking about race is that spirituality is something that it is part of who you are but it's more so something that you ascribe to mm. something that you bring on as your own right with race you, you don't really have that choice it, yeah. it is right who and you are. i think yeah. that's what i was trying to get yeah at. exactly um, no I'm and also so like the idea of spirituality being one own, one's own is um as I said previously, a Western idea of ownership, uh, but also I think there's a good side to that, just as there's a good side to spirituality being a communal aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, traditionally, um, African Americans in the United States have a Southern Baptist um, upbringing. Traditionally, going to going to in it's a um, 
not euphemism, but it's a uh, colloquialism of there's a difference between a black church and a white church. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So it so spirituality is also something that you are born into, and if you're going to attack something you're born into, whether it be color of skin or um, how you sing on Sunday, right? It, that is what is being affronted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think. Um, I think to a lot of times offense and defensiveness and Mariah, you work with kindergartners, so you yes. feel free to add to this, but offense and defensiveness often stems from not the fact that people are being asked to change, but it's how they're being forced to change a lot of times. So when people who are racist are being confronted, um, that's not, that's not how they want to be confronted, right? Like there, there is a very specific way that people who have very entrenched values want to be confronted. And um, I'm not saying that they're right or that they're wrong, but at the same time, um, like, that's just something you've got to take into consideration. So, like, right, when it comes to kindergartners, Mm -hmm. we're going back to kids. Like, I mean, they resist everything, I feel like. You know, I feel like I did. Everything. (laughs) And, And there's always a why. They need to know why. They, and, if there, and if there's a good reason, right. like, well, we can't walk outside barefoot. There's bugs. There's right. rocks. It could mm. hurt. Oh, Someone right. could step on our toes. But there needs to be a reason. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll ask them, why do you think we need to wear shoes outside? Hmm. Okay, if you can come up with a good reason why not, all right. Let's see how it goes. But, like... If I'm that teacher, um, <laughs> education through experience, trial <laughs> <laughs> um, by fire. But I think if someone has never questioned deeply why they believe what they believe, then they're really not ready for someone else to question. Yeah, it. well, that's really good, and that's Shoot. why they're even more defensive. Yeah, they've never done it themselves. So wow, that was very good. I um, know the the old uh, put your uh, do this, but why? Because I said so. Um, that is the worst. Never do it with children. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Um, and I have a question. Yes, for, good. For the uh, for the gathered. We're ready. Would that be the three of us? Hmm? You s- what's your question? For the gathered here, yeah. <laughs> We're ready. Do we have a soul? Did you know there was a study done um, that where a guy was like, I can prove that there's a soul. So okay. what he did was he weighed people who were about to die very near their death. They were either comatose or they were whatever. And then he weighed them post-mortem uh, to see the difference in weight and how much the soul weighs. Um it was a completely botched uh, study. It made no sense, and he was completely inconclusive and uh, whatever. But um, I was ready for like some mind blowing thing. Oh no, it was trash. Yeah, <laughs> it, like there there was absolutely nothing. So you just you just wanted to talk about that trash study that was. Done. I mean that w- that was me flexing, yeah. So is there a soul, Tom? Is there a soul? Do uh, you have a soul? I, ra- I I raise your question with another question. What is the purpose of it? Why would you need one? Okay, let me let me put that question on pause and raise Gabe's question with the question oh. as well. 
do you believe in do you believe in ghosts because if you do then you believe in souls and i i i'm not even ashamed of it i believe in ghosts Sure. We went, my, my wife and I, Marissa, we went to St. Augustine last week. Oh, and we No, went, you did not go on a ghost tour. We did go on a ghost oh, tour. No. Yes, we did. Just tell me you had one of those, little, one of those little things. That <laughs> no, no, honestly, oh, like honestly, ESP we were, no, on it, honestly, we were really underwhelmed, but. Because uh, they ripped you off. Yes. I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. It was like, an experience. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> also, I got some very good information about the city. All right. Um, yeah, they do have great tools. Anyways, uh, I got more information from the lady who did our carriage ride <laughs> the following night. But anyways, <laughs> um, but I, I, I just can't settle with the fact that, uh, that, that, that we don't have a soul mm. and that, now I, I don't I don't necessarily know like why ghosts or souls linger and create these apparitions or whatever. I I've never seen one, couldn't like give you any anecdotal evidence from personal experience, but um, I couldn't even give you like empirical evidence from someone else. I just I just have a str- but that's faith, right? Like that so full circle, faith and doubt coexisting within myself. Wait, ghosts. Ghosts. So do yes. you do believe in ghosts? Is that what you're saying? Yes, okay. which means I do believe that we have a soul. Uh, okay. So, Tom, do you believe in ghosts? To, <laughs> I also forgot your question. So <laughs> My question was, why would we need one? Um, oh, gotcha. I think... You can so answer this, but you're going to answer my question, too. <laughs> right, Gabe's right. Um, to first answer your question... Okay. Which will answer my question, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, do you have a question to raise? <laughs> N- no, I don't. Who are you talking to? Yes. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't believe in souls. Okay. Um, because I think, and now rein me in if I'm getting too existential, but so ring 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 <laughs> very funny um to like i am tom Nall. and correct i am tom Nall. tom Nall across <laughs> he is indeed tom Nall. thank you thank fact you. checker um i am tom Nall across all forms that i know of okay what are those what do you mean the avatar state and everything <laughs> exactly okay but Really threw me. <laughs> Hold on. Me. You are Tom Null through all I forms. Am, I am Tom Null, okay? And if I'm going to say that the spiritual, so, okay, I'm trying to find the right verbiage. There is a physical Tom Null. Yes. That is my skin and bone. You can see it. And then there's the form version, the uh, plutonium form form version of Tom Null, which we could say is the soul Tom Null. Okay. Um, that is then separating, it is creating a hierarchical dualism. Now, that that's saying that there are, there's a spiritual realm and there's a physical realm and that one may be more important than the other. So like, to fire it back at you, if there are souls, 
is that more important than your physical body right now? Because then why stick around? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll stop it there. So, so then that's, but I f- correct me if I'm wrong. That's operating on the assumption that one has to be, that they have to be hierarchical. Oh, so, well, so that's the question that I'm asking. Okay. Is if you believe in souls, are those finite as well? And also, um, if, can we access the soul now, but we're still in physical form, does that mean if we are souls without a physical form, can we access, are you picking up where I'm laying down Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We got really off. <laughs> we're still, I think we're still we're talking about spiritual like spiritual hell. I think, okay. yeah, well, it has to do with our soul. That's what I introduced into right. the yeah. yeah. That, and I was I was Gabe, had that one in the holster this whole time. As right. As soon as oh. Seth believes in ghosts and souls. Hierarchical <laughs> dualism. Um, it, why would we need one? Mo, oh. you have three questions to answer. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in souls? Do you believe in ghosts? And what's their purpose? Which is the same question. And then what is their purpose if you do believe in them? If you don't believe in them, then you just answered all three of them. But if you do, then you have another question, well, no. which is what is its purpose? Well, I guess, yeah, you do answer all three. Kay. Tom just gave like a, a, I do a more elaborate in ghosts. answer. You, you do, do believe in ghosts. Okay, so but you I believe in like souls. But I don't like calling them ghosts. Admirations? Ab- I don't know. Just the word ghost. Admirations just are just full-bodied presentations of the ghost. Okay. Oh. I learned a Seth, lot of my ghost tour. I was gonna say Seth just learned that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's about all I can answer because I I don't know why ghosts do their thing. Yeah. Wait. Oh, so why do you believe no. in ghosts though? Is uh, it just like a faith thing, like Seth, or have you like had an experience or heard of an experience that convinced you? Um, too many experiences. Not personally heard. Oh. To oh. just deny. Anyway. Also, the haunted ghost tour that <laughs> this is the most shameless, intriguing shameless plug. The haunted ghost tour that <laughs> I did in St. Augustine is is going to be doing a uh, it's like a it's like a walkthrough of the haunted jail that they have in town. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they're they're going to be conducting like actual evening walkthroughs where you they, get like yeah. an EFP reader. You get EFP. Mm. ESP? That's so. E- the Electro whatever the radio transmission ESP. like it it basically fact checkers it rapidly scans all the radio frequencies looking for like I abnormalities it, yeah I think it's ESP yeah electric the electricity in the air we're yep. right Gabe yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm looking at Tom like wait are we on the same so, page here? yeah I don't know why they stay around I don't know why they linger I don't know why they can't I just I think to make tour companies money <laughs> i think that's why you think they're, they're held hostage I, i'm sorry they're, I'm, they're, <laughs> they're held hostage by tour companies <laughs> that's wow you i don't Crack think that's code. true I'm, i don't think it's true i'm sorry i had a horrible i went to st augustine and i went on a ghost tour um was it was it ghosts and graveyards that was the no, one I, think I went it was on. The, I, I think don't it think you can say that. Again, very no, underwhelmed. Not but sponsored. I think it was the Ripley's one. They do the oh, yeah. ghost tour. Yeah. And it was – I'm sorry. I, 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 love, I love everything that Ripley's does, but me and my stepdad went on that ghost tour 
to literally okay we're the worst kind of people we went to like laugh it up and be like oh look at all these people with okay. their electric yeah but but i would but the but there was a small part of me that was like like kind of giddy like waiting for my electric little electric reader to go off and the whole time it was just like a dis it was it was a disappointment, but, and it also wasn't because it was great whenever somebody's little electric thing went off. <laughs> I can't. Everybody would be like, oh, oh, and everyone would crowd around, and you have the little, like, thing going off. And everyone's like, and they're like, oh, when you see that, take out your camera and make sure you use the flash because you might catch the spirit yep, yep. moving around. They did tell us that. And I just... I I'm sorry. Okay, I, there there was a story that the lady told, and I'm I'm I, I still have yet to look it up on the internet. But there was a ghost hunter that went into the jail to document like whatever. Thi- I'm getting chills just thinking about it. But it's also oh, it's starting to get a little chilly in here. But um, <laughs> yeah, there you fans go. On. Thank you, thank you. Oh. My anyways, God. anyways. So she she is a professional, like abnormal, like ghost hunter, like. Like she's she's looking for the paranormal everything right right that's her she goes into this jail yeah it's her that's you know her thing her real job is do you want fries with that I'm so (laughs) sorry I'm so sorry no she was like for real okay like just like ghosts and she goes into this jail and she's like speaking to whatever this you know ghost is supposed to be and she's looking around with her camera and all of a sudden looks down right at her feet and there's an old man that like in a jail outfit that like looks up and just smiles at her like real like quick and odd like she got so scared a a professional ghost hunter got so scared that she quit the profession that's what i just sat back in my chair for those of you who not watching that's also called so many things wrong (laughs) She quit her professional career. She had been a, like a ghost hunter for like 30-something years or whatever. That sounds – that also – see, to me, a skeptic sounds Good. like – Okay, you went, on a, yes. you went on a Ripley's Believe It or Not <laughs> ghost You're tour. Like, o- or not. It's, it's, <laughs> the, it's the believe it or not. See, like it doesn't see, matter. Like see, everything in here is fake anyway. <laughs> Ripley's believe it or not like we're gonna try to fake you out and maybe we will maybe we won't who knows well to me that just sounds like a sensational way to end a sad career that that I mean a career of like oh this isn't real but I have a great way to to like tell everyone how I'm ending this career it's true I saw. I I'm saw, looking up the footage. I'm gonna show it to you guys. I'm gonna so prove I, all these I guys never, wrong. I'm sorry. I will never believe footage. That it's true. I, I I can't. I just can't. There's so many ways to fake footage. And I'll say this because me and Gabe are going on the haunted ghost walkthrough. <laughs> so we're gonna get footage and we'll report back. To and Seth is gonna later. get so scared. By I'm gonna quit ghost. all professions. <laughs> I'm gonna quit every profession that I have. And with that. And with that, we end our conversation we, on spirituality. Yeah, we <laughs> unfortunately have run out of time. Um, pew, 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 pew. Any last words, comments, concerns, cautions? Well, we want to end. We want to end with some actionable oh, thing, right? right? So, is. I would say, uh, if 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 you want to up your spiritual health, go on. Um, <laughs> go on uh, take a radio with you and a and a disposable camera. Oh. 
with flash on it. Don't look at your feet. The, no, this is not my real recommendation. I'm sorry. I need. I just need to say, I personally, I don't believe in ghosts. But if you do, I I do in no way, shape, or form look down on you. I like to give Seth a he hard does. time. I like to give <laughs> Seth a hard time. But I think that is great. I wish I had that that faith to believe in ghosts. I just I just in this case. I, I'm the doubting Thomas. I have. It to, takes a strong person. It. I'm or just strong, not that strong. Or a very strong imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe knew what I was going to say. Rude. You better hope this house isn't haunted. <laughs> if it is, I, w- I wouldn't know. But um, anyways. Actionable step. Actionable step for spiritual health. Um, I, I would honestly say... Um, Like this, this is gonna sound crazy, all right? Because the ghost follow, wasn't. But follow me, all right? This is gonna sound crazy, but I would, I would genuinely um, say it's, it's, it's something I do probably once a week at least um, when I find some time. I'll, I'll literally just talk to myself because there's something about verbalizing what I'm processing internally, um, across the broad spectrum of health, um, mentally, emotionally, physically, all of that stuff, the things I like and don't like about who I am and what I want to change and how I want to grow as a person. There's something about verbalizing that, that really helps process, really helps process it. Right. And, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not very good at journaling. I feel, and, and that's a oxymoronic thing to say, like, you just write down what you're what you're gonna say to yourself, and then you did it, you know. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm not one for journaling, I should say. So talking out loud to myself, although it's not documented, has really like helped to I think process a lot of the yeah just the questions I have, you know. Like yeah. when my when my faith has doubts, like I need to I need to talk it out. Yeah. So yeah, and and to kind of piggyback off of that, I would say. You know, I mean, something that I think that you're describing right now is meditation, which um, I think is a practice that fits across any and all spiritualities. Um, believe it or not, Ripley's, uh, that is something that you can do. It's it's literally just the process of what Seth described, introspection. And if you want to do that um, with and in conjunction with the spirituality that you ascribe to even if you don't ascribe to a spirituality meditation is something that um, is healthy and is something that actually a lot of us mental health providers uh, recommend uh, mindfulness and meditation so uh, yeah just piggybacking yeah, that's off really what good. Seth said um, what I would say is exercise your skeptic muscles um, uh, again I advocate for the middle so um, don't question everything um but don't seek to know everything seek to understand everything that's really Um, good and uh i think be there there is no shame in being a skeptic um so the tom null recommendation is question something um whether you know it, it be that inner child of why yeah, like, why, why are we doing this? Why, what's the reason behind this? Um, and that not only challenges already established um, ideas, but it also 
gets you into the mix and you get to challenge what you believe. Um, mm. We, we all, we all accept what we're willing to believe. Um, and is that a quote? We all accept what we're willing to believe. I think Harry Potter. <laughs> Wait, uh, it's from something. Gabe's gonna look up the quote. All right. Fact checkers. Uh, I'm guessing it's from my favorite movie, which is uh, Goodwill Hunting. Mo. Um, kind of piggyback off this. I would just say engage in those hard conversations. Mm. So like. You can think about it all you want, but uh, I think the people around you challenge you to think like from a different angle or a different perspective or ask you those hard questions. So, mm. I mean, something that's helped me a lot is to engage in those tough conversations. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's how you internalize things too. Like when, when we're able to sit down at the table and simply like, have a conversation and talk about the things we're thinking about and that we're processing through and working through. Um, one, there's, there's, there's validation to how you feel when you, when you go through that, but there's also, um, a sense of community that's built, you know, even with a small number of people that says like, Hey, you're not, you're not in this alone. Yeah. So, I'm sorry that I got nothing. I mistook then, that quote for another quote. So then it's a Tom Null original trademark. It's mine. Nice. Uh, well, we uh, we will see you next time on the uh, Metaxas podcast. That's all we've got for you today. We hope today's conversation helped you move from feeling hurt to being whole and that you were able to create a little bit of a healthier lifestyle for yourself, your family, and the community around you. Check us out on social media with at Metaxas Podcast and let us know what you'd like to talk about. And we'd love it if you took a minute to let us know how this podcast is benefiting you and what you'd like to be different. We'll see you next time on the Metaxas Podcast.